Hello, ladies. We would like to welcome you to our Goodness and Gracious podcast. It is our desire for this podcast to help women to grow and be strengthened by taking the Bible and laying out God's plan for our lives. Now, throw in some laundry. If you have kids at home, send them to their room. Grab a cup of coffee or your favorite drink because it's time for just you and God. Oh, well, and I guess us. Now, let's dive right in. Welcome back to Goodness and Gracious. Thank you for joining. Uh, I'm Renee. And I'm Chrissy. So it it takes some serious prayer and study to get on the same page as God when it comes to podcast content, wouldn't you say? I would say yes. Yeah. Definitely. Only God knows who is going to be listening, and he actually does have the final authority um, of what we're going to be talking about. So we, after much prayer, we will be spending um, the next several months talking about the fruit of the Spirit. And we will be having some unexpected guests during some of these segments. Could be interesting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I don't think could be. I think it's going to be interesting. (laughs) So it just so happens that the first fruit, love, falls in February. Um, So I think it's cliche sometimes to talk about love in February, but I think it's a perfect time um, to, you can take a whole month and just, Talk about the love of God. Mm-hmm. So we will split uh, this topic up into two separate categories. Um, the first one, which we're starting today, will be God loves you and he loves me too. And then the second one, we will um, talk about loving others, friend or foe. So mm-hmm. I think it's going to be pretty exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so let's dive right in. Okay, well, let's start off by giving you the fruits of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 through 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. So how this really came about um, and what I wanted to include um, and what I had to say about loving God and God loving us We attended a ladies' conference at one of our sister churches, um, Christian Unity, back in October. Um, I usually take something profound back home with me, and it is usually something that is a side note or an afterthought. It's not usually something that's like the main main topic. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the speakers said one simple sentence, and I haven't been able to get it out of my mind. She said, God loves you. And he loves me too. And I was stunned. She said that so confidently. He loves me too. Now, I can tell you all day long that God loves you. And I can say it and I can mean it. And I am confident that he does love you. What I forget is that I can confidently say that he loves me too. Mm Mm-hmm. So I can see why he would love you. Thanks. (laughs) Renee, I can see why he loves you. It's not really that you deserve it, but more of the fact that it describes him. It's who he is. Uh, God is love. I know me and how wretched I am, but I don't know all of you. So it's easy for me to imagine and believe that God loves you, but me? I'm pretty unlovable. 
because I think we all feel that way about ourselves. Yeah. But the fact is, is he does love me. So John 3.16, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. I always think of little Avery when I'm reading that verse, little <laughs> Avery Parsons, when she would say, and have everlasting life. <laughs> so I know that we look at that as a general love, like God is love, so he must love us. So let's approach it in a different way. Romans 5.8 says, But God commendeth his love toward us, in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. We can also look at John 15.13, Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. We could put ourselves into this verse by taking out friends, which we are, and add our name there. Exactly. So, so basically, greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for Renee. Renee, yep. Yeah, if you, it makes it personal. Yes, definitely. And we could do that with so many verses. We don't, though. We, I, right. I think it's funny how we separate ourselves from who he's talking about yeah. in the Word of God. And yeah. we should never do that. And that's kind of what this whole segment is about. Well, I think if we would add our name in, we're, you know, taking out, we're not supposed to take out stuff for the Bible, but I think you get my gist. But if we put our name in where it's supposed to be, it would make it so much personal and we would look at things so much different. Yes. So now we are getting personal. John 3.16 says that God gave his only son, but this verse says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So John 3.16 says that God gave his only son, but this verse says that Christ died for us. So now... We all know that John 3.16 is implying that Christ was to die, but it doesn't actually say that he did. But Romans 5.8 says that while I was unworthy, we were never worthy. No. But while I was at enmity with God, while I was contrary to what and who he is, Christ died for me. Mm-hmm. In the big picture of God loving the world is no matter what, whether you are a serial killer, a rapist, an abuser, an alcoholic, a prostitute, a drug addict, or those are just a few, God loves us all. Amen. Something that's kind of hard to really put your head around, especially like serial killers and yep. stuff, you know what I'm saying? But God loves us even when he knew how we would be, um, that we would fall many times and fail him, and some even turning their backs on him, yet he still went to the cross to die for us so we could live a, a, a good life abundantly and live with him forever if we are saved. And me personally, I'm like you. I can understand how he can love others, but how could he love someone like me? Right. Um, he loves every little thing about me, even though I don't. <laughs> he does. Yep. That right there is very hard for me to comprehend. <laughs> but he wants what is best for me. He wants me to be someone he can use, and that's where chastisement comes in. Um, he loves me enough to show me where I'm wrong, corrects me by the chastisement. Um, he loves me so much to bless me with a wonderful family who I get to go to church with and work in the ministry with. He has blessed me with all of my needs being met, and no matter what I do, he still loves me. This is so hard for me to wrap my brain around. So hard. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the weird thing about it is, is that you know how you love your kids. Right. I know how I love my kids. And, you know, that's that's as close as I, I think you can get mm -hmm. to the love of God. 
I mean, we'll never match that, but you know, there really isn't anything that they can do or say that's going to make me not love them. So why is it so hard for us to believe that he is, he is pure and he, he does this. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because how wretched we are. Yeah. We see, we see all of our faults. I mean, he does too, but for us, it's just, I don't know, because if you think about it, there are areas in my life that I don't like, but he still loves me. There's areas in Gary's life I don't like, but he still loves him. You know what I'm saying? Just all these different things we see, but God loves us no matter what. Yeah. And it, I mean, it's just hard for me to comprehend that. I know. But it's just so awesome yep. <laughs> to think that way. It is. And it's, I mean, if you get started thinking about it, it'll drive you crazy. Yeah. You know, because yeah. you just kind of go in circles about right. it. Not only does he love us enough to die for us, enough to send his own son to die for us, but we are also told that there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. Mm-hmm. Romans eight thirty eight and 39 says, For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, not any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. I always think of Josh with that, yeah. <laughs> with that verse, because that's his too. favorite. So to recap, God loves you, God loves me, and nothing can separate a Christian from the love of God. Mm-hmm. Nothing. It's amazing. So we love God. God loves us. Now, what does that look like, and how does it play out? Well, let's look at this one thing I want to focus on. If we comprehend all of what we've said and we believe it, we will love him. When we grasp all of this, we will love him no matter what. If you don't love him, you don't understand who he is. We don't love him because of the things we get from him. These are just bonuses. We love him because of who he is. Yeah. And that's the thing that I think that a lot of people don't understand is When you are presented with God and everything that he is, and you are in the right state to be able to to receive those things, um, being saved, you can't help but love him. There's there's just no other way around it. It just happens, and it happens in spite of yourself, really. So 2 John 1.6 says, and this is love, that we walk after his commandments. Now, I don't think that this is something that we can will ourselves to do, at least not entirely. This is what we do when we are saved, learning, studying, praying, seeking. It will come naturally. We will go into this more in depth in the second part of our love series. But in saying that this is not something you can do in your own will, we do have some responsibility here. Deuteronomy 6, 5 through 6 says, And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. This verse also goes on to talk about when, where, and with whom you should be talking about these things that you do when you love God. So in your house, with your children, when you're lying down, all of these times, this is when you should be talking about them. Okay. John 14, 21 says, he that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me and he that loveth me shall be loved of my father and 
I will love him and will manifest myself to him. At first glance, it seems almost as if our response to God's love and what is expected of us is robotic. And this is actually very far from reality. 1 John 4.19 says, We love him because he first loved us. The fact that we get to love him is only because he first loved us. Once we are saved, understanding him, understanding of following, obeying, and adhering to commandments, these all start to take shape. They get some substance to them, really. The heart that has not accepted his son freely as Savior and Lord does not understand the longing in the heart to love God and to be pleasing to him. So we examined what we do once we are saved and have the love of God, but what does it look like when we bring it full circle? Let's go to Ephesians three seventeen through 19. It says that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. This is my highlight of that verse. And to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge. Knowing the love of Christ far exceeds any knowledge that I have or that I could ever gain. And that is staggering to me. Learning Christ and why he loves us, that will be more precious, more valuable than anything that I could know or could learn. To take it a bit further, I know it's hard to believe that it gets better, but it does. (laughs) Romans 8, 31, 32 says, What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for us all, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? So he loves us, which is the only reason we can love him. And the love of Christ passes all knowledge, what we now know and what we could ever learn. And if he didn't spare his son, why in the world would he not give us all things that pertain to needs? 1 John 4, 16 says, And we have known and believed that love that God hath to us. God is love, and he that dwelleth in love dwelleth in God, and God in him. That sounds like exactly where I want to be. Mm -hmm. Right there in the center, that's exactly where I want to be. And Psalm 63 Three says, because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips shall praise thee. This is what David had to say about God. Lord, your love and kindness is better than life itself. And because of that, I will praise you. Mm-hmm, definitely. Um, first Peter 2, 7, the first part of it says, unto you, therefore, which believe he is precious. My God is precious to me. To be honest, it hasn't always been this way for me. My life consisted of just going about my business per se and not caring about how to really get closer to him and make him precious to me like he is now. Basically, what can I do just to get me to heaven? You know, it's kind of how I live for a long time. Um, Going through these last few years of health issues, at first it was, I will give this up or I will do that just so he would heal me and I could do more for him. And that was kind of my excuse. Lord, if you heal me, I'm, I can do this for you and I can do this, this, you know. But he showed me a new way, which is reading, 
studying his word, praying more, and all of this turned into loving him for who he is because of the things I was reading, studying, and just having a one-on-one talk with him instead of what he could do for me. And my life is so much happier now. I mean, it's just amazing the difference I even feel within myself yeah. of, you know, being or doing these things because of who he is, not because of what I need from him. Not like a genie in a bottle. You know, no. that's what we always say. He's not, no. he's not that. Or a genie in a lamp or oh, whatever, you're, yeah. wherever you want to put either your one. genie. Either, either one. <laughs> it's your diaper genie or whatever. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I agree with that. And the pastor said this verse, What I can't remember what night it was. He used it. And I'm like, yes, that is, I mean, it's not like it was something new. I had heard it before, but he is precious. Mm-hmm. What does that mean to you? What is the word precious? And I think so many times words get used, um, overly used. So we, we really forget the, um, the profound meaning of them right. is basically what we do. We forget. But he read that and I was like, yes, that is exactly it. You can feel like when you said, when, when you start changing the way you're doing things, instead of wanting him to be a genie in a bottle, you start spending time in his word, mm-hmm. praying, reading, reading, studying. You you feel that change inside right. of you. You mm-hmm. and it's not you, you know, but you can feel it. You can feel yourself changing right before your eyes. Yeah. And he is just he just becomes so precious. And that's me. I get overwhelmed with the love and kindness of God that we don't deserve. No, we don't deserve it. And I don't know what to do with my, yeah. with myself. I really don't. And I feel like there's a lot of people that at that point, when they get to that point, they shout, Yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> and I, I just can't say that that's, you know, that's exactly me. I don't know. You never know. I may start, you know, shouting right. one day, but, um, we'll see. Yeah. Well, you'll see. You'll see. Mm-hmm. What is that song? Jason Crabb. If I shout. Yeah. Now <laughs> I can sing that song. There you go. <laughs> But I just really don't know what to do with myself when he starts starts coming along and, you know, and that, honestly, there's not too much Bible reading um, and praying and studying that I do that that doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's usually, it usually happens a lot for me. And I love, that's not me, that's him, you know, and my heart's desire is just to be pleasing to him. To be able to love him and to be loved by him mm-hmm. is just precious in, it, in and of itself. Right. Let's read Psalms eighty six fifteen. But thou, O Lord, art a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and plenteous in mercy and truth. Amen to that. So when I read, when I pray, um, when I study for Sunday school, that's one of the things that I miss when I study. I just get so beside myself. I cannot wait to get here. You know what I'm saying? And I want my Sunday school class to feel the same way about God that I feel about him. And when I study for doc, I want the ladies um, in the doc meeting to um, love him the way I love it. And maybe they love him better than I love him. I don't know. But I I mean, I'm thinking, you know, it doesn't get much better than this, you know? And when I'm studying for the podcast, Um, sometimes I am just so overwhelmed with the love, um, the love of God. I feel him, um, wrapping me in it. Right. And all I can say is I'd rather be here than anywhere else, Mm -hmm. or I'd rather have this feeling than any other. It's kind of like a, you know, these, the people that get addicted to drugs, um, and alcohol and it's gives them a feeling. I'm just like, this is where I'd read. This is like my this is like my drug. I want to be here all the time, right. you know, 
there's so many benefits to God loving us. Um, and one of them is that we get to love him. Right. Without him loving us, because the Bible says we love him because he first loved us. Mm-hmm. Um, without him loving us, we don't get the, we don't get to do that. And I think it's funny that we think that God loving us or someone, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't have to be God. Someone loving us would be just, that would be just fine and dandy, just great. But to get to love someone else, that's totally different. Mm -hmm. You know, I get to love him and it just, I don't know. I can't say enough about it. (laughs) Just that, that woman at the, um, the conference when she said, um, God loves you and he loves me too. I, I don't think I'll ever forget it. Mm -hmm. I really don't. Well, with studying and meditating on this lesson, my mind went to a song by the Cramp family. My king is known. And here I'm going to, I don't know if I'm going to sing it or tell it to you. So (laughs) I don't know what. I think you should (laughs) sing it. I think you should sing it. My king is known by mercy. My king is known by grace. For the hope in his name and a power that saves. My king is known by the cross. My king is known by an empty grave. Oh, and all that he does. My king is known by love. Think about those words. Yes. (laughs) I mean, just meditate. I mean, if you get a chance... There's other people that sing it too. I just got it from the Crab family, but I think you said the nun, the, the nun sisters, yeah, yeah. So there's several groups out there that sing this. Go and listen to it. It's yeah. an awesome, awesome song. Yes, it is. I literally, at least once a day, at least once a day, I I play it, and it's just, yeah. These just people to think, sing it a whole lot better than me. <laughs> that was just a oh, stop, <laughs> stop it, Renee, stop it. I think she sounded great, and I'm sure that you all will too. <laughs> this is what God is doing to us, getting us out of out of the box. Yes. Oh, look it. We're out of stuff. Um, <laughs> well, that is all we have for this segment. Um, we hope that you take this um, to heart and really spend this time, especially in February, dwelling on the fact that God loves you mm-hmm. and he loves me too. Um, and just... What it what that means? The fact that he does that means that you get to love him as right. well. Um, think about how you feel about God and what areas you need to grow in. And I hopefully hopefully this message was uh, an uplift to you. Right. Get well, you jump started. Go back and get your piece of paper and pen. Write down the Bible verses. Yep. Go back and reread those, and uh, maybe just really get in there and dig and study into those verses and really see what the love of God means to you. Yes, exactly. So I want you to prepare for the next time. Um, We mentioned earlier, we're going to talk about loving others, friend or foe, friend and foe. (laughs) Um, So uh, we'll talk about what God has to say about us loving each other. Do we have guests next time? I don't know. It's going to be a mystery. Okay. It'll be a mystery. You'll know it. You'll know it when you hear them. When you hear two other voices, you'll know. There you go. (laughs) You'll know that there are other people in this room with us. Stay tuned, because with us, you don't know. (laughs) Thanks for listening, ladies. Till next time. Goodbye. 
We thank you for joining us for our Goodness and Gracious podcast. We pray that this was a blessing and encouragement to you. If you would like more information about our women's ministry we have to offer, or you would like to contact us, please visit our website at www.sandhillfwb.com women. We hope you will join us next time, and until then, we pray God blesses you with his goodness and gracious.